Hello podcast fans and welcome to episode 86 of the Fetch Everyone weekly podcast. FetchEveryone.com is a free website for runners, bikers, cyclists and bikers and cyclists and swimmers and walkers and people who move around on their feet and all of those people and more besides. Um, Some websites put their best features behind a paywall. We don't do that. Everything is free for everybody to use. And if you like it, bung us a few quid. And if you don't like it, sod off. (laughs) Pretty much. Um, Anyway, so I hope you're having a good week. I'm joined here by Katie. And are you here, Katie? Just about. Yeah. 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 Good. I'm glad to hear it. Yeah. Cool. So... uh, do you want to tell us about your, your week of training? I will tell you about my week of training. Yeah. My week of training has been good. Um, I have done five swims. Wow, that's a lot of swims. Yeah, I have managed to um, be in a river, a lake and a sea, which just leaves a pond. I think. Were you in a pool? I've also so? been in a pool twice. Yeah, yeah did my two pool swims, so yeah. yeah. Um, the sea was really magical, actually. I met a lady on the Isle of Wight from the Isle of Wight Swimmers, and we met at 8am um, on the seafront in between Sandown and Yavaland by the zoo, if any of you know the Isle of Wight. And um, I would not have gone in the sea without her. It was quite crashy, wavy, and mm. I don't know what the currents are like or anything like that, so... But she was lovely and um, we went down onto the beach. We changed on these kind of big concrete steps that you have at the back of beaches sometimes. And um, we wandered down and we didn't really swim. We more kind of played in the waves is Mm. how I'd describe it. Um, Yeah, sort of volleyball or... We didn't play volleyball. Um, We did this thing where you dive through waves. Yeah. So you, instead of being on top of the wave and trying to jump over them because they were quite big she was showing me how to dive through them and there was a a really strong current pulling us sideways which probably most people have experienced if they've ever been in the sea and then turned around to look at where their clothes are and they've realized that they've been drifting um so we were very very conscious of that and didn't go past sort of probably waist deep i'd say yeah and um it was lovely it was very healing um, and I also had a lovely swim at Great Barford, uh, with wine legs and silver shadow. I didn't quite make it through the arches of the bridge, which was a tiny bit frustrating, but there we go. And then a really, really lovely swim yesterday in a lake that was somewhere between 10 and 12 degrees, we think. Um, and just perfect. If I could just sort my feet out, my feet are getting painfully cold mm. and it's the thing that's stopping me from continuing to swim really um i've got neoprene booties that i wear and i don't quite know why they're not doing the job Mm. um is there anything you can tuck inside those booties just like a one of those packs that you break it and it gives off heat and you can have it under your feet funny you should say that because that's what elegant was suggesting um yeah, I don't know. The thing that I, I was talking to Elsie too about this as well, and she was saying that perhaps if 
if my feet are already quite cold when I get in, mm. then they're not going to be able to do the job or the neoprene's not going to be able to do the job that it should do, which is it allows that thin layer of water to warm up near your skin mm. because your skin is warm. And if your feet are already cold, the water's not going to warm up. And so you are going to get cold feet. So rather than doing something extra for in the water, I was thinking of doing something extra for before, which yeah. is keeping my feet very warm beforehand quickly pop on my neoprene socks on before I literally just before I get in the water and then yeah. and then getting on with it when my feet are still warm yeah. some kind of foot toaster for in the car when you're on your well way even if I just because what I've been doing is putting my socks on my neoprene socks on before I leave the house um and and driving over in them and I wonder whether they're just too cold and restrictive yeah you don't have the layer of water at that point so no you're just getting colder so that's a thought. Anyway, but um, and two good swims. My hundred, my hundred reps are getting better, and I even managed a couple of two hundreds, keeping with the beeper in the pool. And I've been doing a lot of technique based on catch, really, to try and get my catch a bit stronger. Um, so doggy paddle drill and things like that. So I feel like a successful week of swimming. Not so much with the running. I did one run walk, and it was okay. Um, but I'm not feeling massively motivated about it. Yeah. Um, and I did a couple of yogas. And again, finding it hard to find the motivation. And I think what I've got to do with both the run, walk and the yoga is is kind of find ways to make them both feel more attractive. And I think with the yoga, it's doing um, Adrian sessions that I know I like mm. and not kind of picking ones at random that I don't and then not really feeling like doing them because I, I'm not quite sure what they're going to bring. Um, and I don't know about the run walking. I don't know how to make that more attractive to me. I'm just just yeah. not feeling it. Yeah, okay. Well, fair enough. It'll it'll come, hopefully. Yeah. So how about you? Um, yeah, it's, it started off with a, a not very good run. Um, so it wasn't raining when I set out, but within about half an hour it started doing a sort of nasty drizzle um and i was aiming to do about 14 miles i think um or certainly certainly more than 10 ideally 12 and a stretch of 14 mm. um and so i ran six out and obviously needed to run six back and um just after about 10 miles i got to this point of really low energy and I was feeling pretty uncomfortable a little bit like I was going to be sick um, mm. and I got to within about a quarter of a mile of the house and just didn't want to run another step so I stopped and walked and I'm still feeling a bit sort of a bit sort of retchy I suppose and and just walked back so I think there's some sort of fueling issue it sounds like a wall doesn't it? it sounds like a, yeah. hitting a bit of a glycogen wall yeah, absolutely. So, um, so that wasn't great, but I, I sort of took a, um, Wednesday off and then Thursday I did a swim and I did it in Bramcut pool. And that's my, my absolute favorite pool because, mm. um, there was me and one other guy in there for the entire session and, and he was only in for 45 minutes and I was in for the hour. Yeah. Um, so I, I got the real sort of ideal conditions to, yeah. To go as quickly as I wanted without any, any stops at all, really. Mm. Um, so I've just looked at my times. Um, when I started doing my hour swims, that was the first week of September, I was doing 249 per 100 meters. 
and I swam for an hour on uh, Thursday and did 2.24 per 100 metres. Yeah, so it I feels noticed like... your 100 metres times were right down, which is really good. Yeah, so I think um, I'm, I'm seeing little differences when I go to the Brown Cup pool because there's just a bit more room there, whereas Trinity Pool in Bedford, because it's just a little bit more compact and busy, you're having to take account of other people, um, try to avoid the arm clashes and that sort of thing. Yeah, the, the lanes are the normal width lanes at Trinity. They haven't opted to to make their lanes bigger, yeah. like a lot of pools have. I don't know whether Bramcott, Bramcott, sorry, Bramcott normally do double width lanes or whether they're just doing it for COVID or... Yeah, I think it's a COVID thing because mm. it's it's a similar width pool, I think. Um, but and normally they they had more ropes, so okay. Um, yeah, so it's working great for me at the moment. Yeah. Um, and then I picked the boy up from school on Thursday, and he announced that he'd like to do another attempt at five k. Um, he's got a bet on with um some friends at school. One of them has said. Whoever runs the fastest 5k over the next month will win a fiver. So there's a, a boy who's been running for a few months. He's put a fiver up as a prize for whoever can run the fastest. So the boy was keen to have another go. So he ran 30-21, I think, last week on his own. Mm. So we went out to the canal and ran up, turned and come back and came back down. And so he did really well for the first 3k, nice and consistent. And then he had a couple of walks in the fourth and fifth kilometres because he was starting to flag a bit. Um, but he still managed to take um, just over two minutes off his time. So he's down to 28.10 or 28.11, I think. So, That's very good. Yeah, so I think he was quite pleased with that. I loaned him um, a pair of my running shoes because he's the same size as me. Mm. Um, and, and so they were a bit better for him. And he was a bit worried that... Um, because he said to me, I, I went two minutes faster this time. So and, and last time, the following day, I really ached. Mm. So I went faster this time. So I'm going to really ache tomorrow, aren't I? Mm. So I said, I don't think so, because it's more likely to be that the shock of doing it the first mm. time round was, you know, your muscles are, are complaining at you. But mm. so, yeah, he was he was much better the day after. Good. So um, he's haggling now to see how many kilometres he'll have to run before I agree to buy him a pair of trainers of his own. So I think you should buy him a pair of trainers of his own. Um, the reason being is that the trainers that you're lending him are for your feet and you've worn them for a long time. I haven't actually worn those a lot, but I, I take They're the point... They're old, of, though. Yeah, I take the point about the them not being ideal for him so I was thinking of like I'll get him to a running shop and he can have a go on a treadmill and they yeah. can advise him or whatever he should definitely get some that are suited to his feet I mean you are so similar in so many ways it wouldn't surprise me if your feet were exactly the same as well yeah um given that you stand in the same position when you're playing a playstation <laughs> but anyway yeah I don't I definitely think he should get trainers yeah so I'm I just what I want to do is balance the I don't want to just go, right, we'll get all the kits straight away. No, and then, I agree. Um, so I'm thinking, like, if he can do, like, eight or ten runs or something like that, he's averaging about one a week at the moment. So if he's mm. still doing it in a, in a month or so, yeah, then we'll we'll go to a running shop and, and get him kitted out. But Cool. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so that was really good. I really enjoyed it. Um, good. And 
because so he 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 said something really sweet as well. Um, I was in front of you for for quite a while, and and then and then you sort of you came back at me, um, and I was just running behind him mm. for the first part of it, and and yeah, the first mile I was sort of mm. working quite hard to um, because I wasn't warmed up or anything like that, mm. um, but yeah, I was trying to lead him on a bit by the end and um, mm. uh, trying to clear the way as well because there were people walking up and down the canal and there are various bridges where if you don't shout before you go through them you, you come mm. face to face with a cyclist on the other side so yeah. I was trying to clear the path for him yeah that's good. Um, so it was just quite sweet um, so we, we had a little chat about it and yeah. hopefully hopefully fingers crossed he'll be into it but um, yeah yeah, so so that was great, and then on Sunday morning I got up early, earlier than I expected because the clocks had changed without mm. me really thinking about it, and did a four mile tempo, um, which went pretty well. Um, on all my previous tempos, I've had to stop, put my hands on my knees, and just you know post my lungs back into my yeah my uh, head, but um, it it. I didn't do that. I just managed to get back down into a an easy run mm. and, and do my recovery whilst running. So I felt like that went better. So I'm pretty happy with that. So a bad start to the week. I didn't also mention that because of the rain, like both my my man nipples, or nipples as they're also known. I think you could just call them nipples and people would understand that. Yeah, red triangle alert. So I, um, well, red circle alert is probably more uh. accurate. Um, yeah, so that was pretty painful, and I, and I actually screamed in the shower. I don't know if you heard that. I did not hear it. No. So, bad start, but a great end to the week, so I'm pretty happy. Yeah. Well done. Cool. Sounds good. Yeah. Any comments on the podcast thread this week? There were a few. Um, we had some information regarding a live alert awake enthusiastic. Apparently, it's a scouty guidey thing, and yeah. there is a dance that accompanies it. Oh, wow. Uh, or at least actions, and maybe not a dance. Yeah. A, a bit kind of YMCA, YMCA-ish yeah. actions. Um, we kept people company, which is always really nice to hear on their runs and walks and things like that, so that was nice. People were very grateful for that. And Minardi gave me a hug, oh. which was lovely. Thank you, Minardi. Um, and that's about that. Yeah. Cool. Yes. All right, and still lots of people very much enjoying the How Far song um, from the previous week. And yeah. Just, yeah, just, Christmas number one. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> okay, um, site features then. Um, so, as you might know from previous weeks, I've been doing a bit of tidying up and a bit of database work to try and improve things and, and unlock the ability to add some new features. Uh, and one of the things I did this week was to separate out the training plan data from the training log data so that they're now in separate tables and I can treat them a bit differently. Um, and because of that, one of the things that I've added to the training plan is the ability to see your seven-day rolling volume of your training mileage. So if you go to the training plan and click load plan and find one of the popular ones like the P&D or the Hal Higdon or even the a supermarket running magazine once, um, then it will show you the volume of that plan as it progresses from week one through to um, you know the, the end of it. Mm. Um, so you can see where the peaks and troughs are. 
And when you import that run into your own training plan and drag stuff around, or when you build your own plan and drag it around, it will show you um, this, I think it's a really lovely graph actually, that, so you can see where the peaks are. Um, if you always do your long run on one day and you always do your recovery run on another day, if you always do everything on the same day of every week, then you're probably going to be fairly consistent. But um, if you're like a, a lot of people and you have to sort of fit stuff in, like I do my long runs on various days of the week, um, then you get to see um, the seven day seven day total as it rolls along. You can see where you've accidentally in your plan put in a massive peak of mileage. So it's sort of a bit of an alert system to allow you to smooth it out a little bit. Mm. Um, and you can also see where, like when you can see the plan is, is hitting a peak over seven days, mm. you can sort of prepare for the fact that you might be a bit more tired around about that time or whatever. Mm. Um, and you can see the various cycles of effort and, and recovery periods within the bigger plans as well. So it's quite interesting to look at. So that's that. Cool. Yeah. Very good. Cool. And um, highlights? Yeah, so I wanted to highlight um, a blog that I'm, I'm actually only halfway through reading at the moment, but I really am enjoying it and I highly recommend it. It's um, Serendipoli's blog about her beachy marathon experience. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to spoil anything um, for you, um, but it's a, it's a lovely blog and it starts with some really great photos and um there's a few graphs for the graph lovers out there oh yeah um it's not a blog where everything's perfect and wonderful it's a blog where there's adversity and and getting over those things and um i really i'm really really enjoying it and i'm really looking to reading about i think i've got about a third left or maybe a quarter left to read so um, i'm looking forward to to reading the rest of that and um all good marathon uh, runs have some adversity exactly. in them. You can't, no one ever has one where it's like, I started and it was great and then I carried on and things were marvellous and then they got even better. But I think Beachy is in particular uh, a very, very tough um, course looking at the elevation graph that yeah. Serendipity has posted and um, the terrain. It's not, you know, it's not like your classic road marathon tarmac. It's, no. it's very much not that. So it's a really great blog to read and I would highly recommend it. Um, and I will do my best to put it in the thread <laughs> header, but I haven't been doing very well at doing that. So no pressure on me. Yeah. But I'll try. Maybe. If, is there anybody who'd like to volunteer to manage the thread header? Because oh, that I, would be wonderful. Yeah. Because then there, there could be somebody else who will, who will update the links and things. and Obviously, he's uh, a podcast... Listener. Listener. <laughs> oh. Yeah, so... Well, um, obviously, yeah, that would help, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, shout out if you're willing to do that. So it's sort of like a once-a-week update to the, the header just yeah. to um, point at the various links that we mentioned. It really is just the, the thing that always kind of... The barrier in my way is that by the time I finished editing the podcast and putting it up, it's just a job that requires a little bit of pootling around the site really and finding links to blogs that point at the specific blog that you're talking about um and and thread highlights and things like that and it's just it almost feels like that that little job that I can't quite bring myself to do yeah um so that would be awesome even if it's just a short term taking over of that job or long term if you fancy it but um yeah yeah cool 
Yeah, Lovely. Awesome. What about you? If you've applications got a to, um, yeah, I just wanted to give a little shout out to my homies on the seven hundred mile thread because I went oh, through yeah. seven hundred miles on my terrible long run um, this week and posted a picture. I actually took the picture the day before um, because uh, it was nice weather and we were both knocking about, um, and so we just did the little little setup there. Um, but it's a picture of me standing in our recycling bin. And, um, so I posted that on the thread because that's a bit of a tradition to post some, like the nearest bin, I think, when you get to 700, mm. uh, or where you were or what you were doing. Yeah. Um, there's always bins involved. So, um, I just thought I'd have a little join in celebration. And it's a really lovely thread for people who are running about 700 miles. Yeah. And I think their motto is 700 miles is neither necessary nor sufficient. Um, which yeah. kind of points at the fact that they don't really mind if you're not there yeah. or if you if you whiz past or whatever. They're just a friendly thread. So yeah. hello to all the 700ers. And you've also got another mile mileage thing coming up, haven't you? Have I? Yeah. You've got your coming up to your 100 miles of swimming. Oh, so I do. Yeah, you told me the other day. Yeah. So uh, how long have I got left? I think you've got three miles left. Okay. Was this after... Because I, I thought you told me before my previous... No, no, you're right. It was after, because that's when I noticed it. I was looking at your training. Yeah. So I have a little, little gander at that. Yeah, 97 miles exactly. Mm. You're absolutely correct. So I've done... Um, what have you done this year? I've done 16 miles, and most of that has been in the last... Uh, since September, I would say. That's great. Yeah, so that's very good. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying it. Um, I've, I've, we've had this discussion many times, but I'm not the sort of person who is keen on doing drills and things. Mm. Um, but I am just enjoying going through the water and letting my mind wander and, and just thinking about my aerodynamics and my mm. the forces and efficiency and things like that, and just yeah. trying different little things and just trying to be aware of different things as I'm going along so yeah um yeah so as long as I'm enjoying it I'll carry on doing it the the swim that I really enjoyed the most this week was yesterday Mm. and in the lake the lake is reasonably clear at the moment so you can at points see the bottom not all the time but a lot of the time you can see the bottom you can see the weeds and the weeds are, are low so they're not dragging on you or getting in your way or anything and the water is proper ice cream head cold when you first start, but it soon isn't mm. at all. And it's really cool on your face. And it was just a lovely day yesterday. And I found myself looking at the the underwater sort of scenes that I was passing. Yeah. And just feeling so lucky that I had the ability and the opportunity and just just all of it felt like a massive not sure I really like this word but a massive blessing to have yeah. it and um yeah and it is a it is a time when you can let your mind wander and you don't need to necessarily think about anything other than your next breath or your next arm stroke and it's just it's just very relaxing yeah bizarrely my times are quite consistently a little bit sort of quicker than I was doing 
um, generally through the summer, um, mm. I think, maybe. What would you put that down to? I don't know. Being so <laughs> cold. I must get through this. Got to get on with it, yeah. I don't know. I don't know, but I, I have that little bit of the lake where I look up at the the um, waving grasses against the blue sky. And I, and sometimes it's not a blue sky, and that's not mm. quite so nice, but on, on Sunday it was a blue sky, and I just loved it. It was a very sunny day when I swam on Thursday, and so there was a lot of... And they've got massive windows in mm. Bramcote Pool, mm. and so there's a lot of light going yeah. down into the water, which made it that's quite nice, nice to... Um, to see and so the deep the deep end is a proper deep deep end yes whereas Trinity is more like eight feet or something it's not exactly yeah very deep and and it's more murky so it was yes. just lovely to to be in that sort of clear water yeah um, and I even wished I had a pair of sunglass goggles on at one point because as I was, as I was mm. turning for the breath to the left I was getting dazzled a little bit yeah yeah, yeah. cool Good stuff. Right then, so we've got some feature fetches this week. That's cool. Awesome. In fact, we've got two of them. Fabulous. I mean, you probably gathered that by the fact that I pluralised. Yes. Um, so the first one then is a, a little sort of invitation from the lovely Geordie Claus, or Clausy Girl. Is that what she's calling herself? Yeah, I think it's Geordie Claus, isn't it? Geordie Claus, yeah. Clausy Girl. Not Clausy uh, Girl, no. No. Sounds like that could be like a, a superhero lawyer type yeah. person. Clause yeah. 5 says... If you don't want to think about Christmas yet... <laughs> yes. Well, just well, let's hold up the Christmas Tinsel warning. triangle. The tinsel triangle has just been raised. Yes, fast forward 37 seconds from now. Hi, Fetchies. Geordie Girl here, or as I am likely to be known for the rest of the year, Geordie Claus. It is that time of year again, you know, the time when that festive fetchy fun starts and boy do we need some fun this year. So if you'd like to join in with Fetch Secret Santa, please pop along to the Fetch Secret Santa 2020 thread. Bring a cuppa, pull up a pew and let's have some festive fun. Oh, and drop me an F mail with your address so I can pass this on to your elf who will then give it to your personal Santa. Ho, 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 you know you want to. Ding, dong, ding, dong, ding, dong. (laughs) Oh, well, the best thing about Christmas, I think, is watching It's a Wonderful Life with you. I love that film. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Every year, that's the thing. Um, I mean, we cry enough usually, don't we? Yeah, just generally. We cry enough when we watch A Wonderful Life normal years, so God knows what it would be like this year. Yeah, yeah. There's another another little offshoot thread, um, a keep it simple Christmas. Yeah. So if if part of your issues with Christmas are like the, the whole overloads uh, and everything, yeah. then that's a good thread to go search out as well. Yeah. Um, but the Fetch Secret Santa has been around for yonks. That's it an has. official term and uh, it's always a lot of fun for the people who join in. Um, there have been quite a few different people who've managed it or been the sort of driving force behind it, haven't there? Yeah. Um, I don't know how many years Geordie Claus has done it for. No, but, but um, it's it's got to be, I'd say, 10 years of Fetch Secret Santa. Oh, I'd say at least, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So anyway, go find the thread and hopefully our, our new thread manager will, uh, mm. will pop that in. Mavis, find us a thread manager, please. <laughs> 
Um, okay, and we've also got another. So anyway, thank you, yes, thank Girl. You. Thank you um, for doing that, um, and hopefully it'll be a good success this year. Yeah, um, we've got another contribution from ITG, and she's been playing WSW. Hi, Fetchies, ITG here, calling in from North Iceland. It is the truth universally acknowledged that what scores wins eliminates the last thread connecting the average Fetchie to sanity. Last week, while tough competitors and armchair experts were transfixed by the multiplayer, NDW Dave and I thrashed it out in the one-to-one. Dave and I are very evenly matched, and each evening the match would conclude with only a few scores gap. I don't think there was a single night I went to bed with a gap in double figures. Sure enough, Monday morning we both awoke to a three-point gap. I knew Dave would be out there cleaning up any possible squares, and I determined to do the same. As I made my way round a contorted route around my little town, the remnants of my sanity crumbled and I resorted to poetry. I returned home, uploaded my run and saw a score of 87.88. I was leading by one square, but I knew Dave would not be so easily defeated and, in the time it took me to take my shower, Dave had gone out and done some jumping jacks in the car park or something. It was definitely not over 88.88. But I still had to walk to work, which would have covered two squares but my poetic exertions had given me another idea. I give you, with requisite apologies to Dr Zeus, ode to the madness of fetching. I do not like those squares of cake. I like them not, for goodness sake. I do not like them in the dark. I do not like them in the park. I do not like them round my pool. I do not like them near the school. I do not like those squares of cake. I do not like them in the lake. I do not like them by the sea. I do not like them close to me. I do not like them nearby Dave. I will not leave them to that knave. I do not like those squares of cake. I feel they should be mine to take. But I can have them if I like, for I can get them on my bike. See, I like those squares of cake. They are so good for goodness sake. And I would eat them in the dark, and I would eat them in a park. I shall eat them round my pool, and I shall eat them near the school. I do so like those squares of cake, and I shall eat them in the lake. I shall eat them by the sea, and I shall eat them close to me. I will eat them nearby Dave, and maybe share some with that knave. For I do like those squares of cake. That cake is mine, the squares to take. And I shall have them if I like. I shall eat them on my bike. Indeed, I dug the bike out of the shed where it had been parked for the winter and took a convoluted route to work, collecting some cake for my struggle troubles. The score was 88.95. Dave had run and walked 55 miles, and I'd covered 57 miles on foot, albeit a lot more slowly than Dave, but it was the four miles on the bike that had given me the edge. Dave is not one to give up easily, so he went off down the street on his space hopper with 18 minutes to spare. He uploaded his final effort, but alas, seconds too late. The game was mine. Thanks, ITG, and and um, that was a lovely blast from the past for me because I used to read Doctor Zeus and specifically Green Eggs and Ham to my boys, um, and the the just the fun and joy that they used to get from me saying Green Eggs and Ham about a hundred times um, was very sweet. So thank you very much for that, and glad that you're enjoying your Who Squares Wins battles. Yeah, thanks, ITG. I hope you continue to gobble up that cake in your Who Squares Wins endeavours. And and it's just really nice to hear the game being talked about. It feels like a like it's quite a like it's matured really nicely into something with that has you know punditry and poetry and and all of those things um, produced in in honor of it. So 
Um, that's really nice. I love uh, watching watching that. Um, and the other game that's seems to have kicked off quite nicely is Trader. There's lots of people getting involved in trading. Um, I was wondering about having some sort of annual budget day where I announce taxes on traders and things like that, or relief for for other traders who are doing certain things like keeping hold of people for longer and that sort of thing. But uh, that's for another podcast. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So this coming week, um, we've got um, a visit to the Isle of Wight planned and hopefully Katie will be doing a little bit of swimming with her new friend and avoiding the currents and the oil tankers off the coast of Bembridge. And I'll be hopefully enjoying a bit of a nice run along the seafront and just carrying on doing all that stuff. I'm hoping to, I've been looking, because I've been looking at training plans, I've been looking at um, what I might have to do for marathon training. And that might involve trying to squeeze a, a fourth run into the into the week somewhere, um, which I don't know how I feel about that at the moment, but I'm just going to at least have a think about it. Um, and that's about it. Um, so thanks very much for listening as always. Thanks to our contributors and don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. And if you've got a contribution to make, just record it on your smartphone, uh, or on a cassette and send it to podcast at fetch everyone.com. And we will see you next time. Bye bye.